0: All right, everyone. Welcome to the Relaunch Podcast. And today you're going to hear such an inspiring, I mean, wonderful story about, you know, when you get knocked down, you don't just get up again and like shake it off. You get up again and you start to dance around. You start to create. You start to do all these incredible (laughs) things. You're going to hear this story, it's going to make you feel so inspired. Kristen Chester is the founder of Casa Donu, a consciously crafted fashion brand focused on bold patterns. I mean, if you are watching, please make a comment on what I'm wearing right now. It is so fashion. Forward, it's comfy, and it's clothing that help women bring out the most colorful and powerful versions of themselves. <laughs> Kristen left to her successful career to pursue her passion and after being diagnosed with breast cancer. She said, you know what? I'm not going backwards, I'm only going forward. You're gonna absolutely be like blown away when I tell you at what stage in her life (laughs) was happening in this massive relaunch that took place at 34. And I gotta tell you again, I'm wearing this. We call, is it a captain? A caftan, yes. A caftan, and I got to tell you, super flowy, super soft. This episode is brought to you by my very own Labor of Love, my most recent book, Relaunch. This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon on June 9th. Get ready to try on the 3HQ method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life, reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today at www.therelaunchbook.com. You're listening to The Relaunch Podcast, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, Best selling author, speaker, and transformational coach, widely recognized in the worlds of neuropsychology and business launches, which cultivated the one and only 3HQ method, helping midlife women, yep, that's me too, rebuild a life of purpose, possibility, and inspiring business ventures. Each week, We'll be diving into the stories that brought upon the most inspirational relaunches while sharing the methods and the secrets that they learned along the way so that you too can have not just an ordinary relaunch, but an extraordinary relaunch. Uh, Kristen, (laughs) welcome to the show. Yay. Thank you, Hillary.
1: I am so excited to be here. I've been excited for weeks to be on the show and... Um, yeah, just, just excited to tell people my story.
0: It's pretty darn cool. And I am going to post a couple pictures of Dawning. You look amazing. Because this is only one of many uh, that you've created and Mm -hmm. the colors and things that, you know, and the flowiness and how comfortable I'm right now in Boulder, Colorado, and it's hot, hot, hot. Mm And I have to say, this is keeping me cool. Like it's staying cool to the touch. It's staying like as it's, you know, rubbing over me, it's like, oh, I actually feel like I'm not burning up, which this is the goal. Huge. <laughs> so I'm so excited to be in this. So Thank you. Anyway, let's start yes. with your journey and the significant relaunch that took place. Can you can you tell us about what what went down in your life?
1: Of course. So, um, in January 2020, so right kind of as the pandemic was kicking off, um, I was six and a half months pregnant with with my son Rowan, and found out that I had breast cancer, um, which, as you can imagine, was a huge shock. I do come from kind of a long line and family history of breast cancer. I had had mammograms. I had had the genetic testing. Um, I was very on top of things, but I had not gotten a mammogram that year because I was pregnant. And, you know, I just, I kept having this pain in my right breast and, you know, I would go into my OB and I would let them know about it. And of course they said, you know, your body's changing, right? You're 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 changing so that you can become a mother, so you can produce milk. This is normal. Don't you know not to worry about it. So it kept on going on and going on, and finally, at about six months, you know, it was weird. I was taking my dogs on a walk, and, and we wait, had this.
0: To... Hold on. When did this yes. first start? When did you just start to feel the pain?
1: So I started to feel the pain probably in October, um, September or October. Um, so
0: pretty soon into the pregnancy,
1: very soon into the pregnancy. And um, so
0: it does, you know, I have to say, yeah. you know, when I got pregnant, I had twins first and then I had another one and it is true. Your boobs go through a lot of metamorphosis yeah. and there are pains and weird things that happen. So I, I can understand it, but was there ever fear in you? Like, oh my God, what if, or were you just like, okay, this makes sense.
1: You know? I think there was some what if, just because my mom had breast cancer at 54. She's now in recovery, but my grandmother had breast cancer. She died of breast cancer um, in her fifties. My great grandmother had breast cancer. She died of breast cancer. Um, so there was always this fear, but I, you know, I had, been so on top of things, right? I, you know, didn't have the genes. I had in, in the last year gotten a mammogram. Um, and, and I just said, oh, this is, this is normal. This is what should be happening to my body right now. Um, and you,
0: and when you felt that, was there a lump or was there like it was that you were like, "Ow, that's like a hot spot." What, what exactly?
1: It was more doing? like at in the beginning, it was more like a hot spot. It was kind of this dull ache that was there and wouldn't go away. And then sometimes I'd have kind of shooting pains, um, but it was really kind of this dull ache that was pretty consistent, and it was only in my right side and not in my left side. Um, and I didn't feel a lump. Um, Until, as I was kind of saying, and when I was about six months pregnant, I took my dogs to this beautiful kind of park, which had which has like a ton of trees and it's absolutely beautiful. And I sat down, and I just had this gut feeling like something is very wrong. And
0: totally calling you.
1: My intuition was calling me, and I think it had been sending signals for a while. And I had just kind of said, it's okay. This is normal. Um, and I, in the park, I literally went down and felt my breast and felt a lump, um, and immediately called my doctor's office and said, Hey, this is happening. Um, they said, come in tomorrow morning. I did. Um, you know, they felt it. They said, we, we feel what you're feeling, but it's probably just, um, you know, a a, Clogged, like it's like a milk cyst. How milk big, guess, cyst.
0: How big yeah. a lump are we really talking about when you felt it? Um, it was between
1: two and three centimeters.
0: Well, that's kind of big.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't small. <laughs> wasn't that's small. It. Yeah. Um, And, you know, they said it's probably just a kind of a, a milk duct issue, but, you know, nothing to be super concerned about. But so let's go have you go to the breast imaging you know, just in case. And I was like, okay, like now, like we need to do this now. And they're like, no, it's not a big deal. Just maybe next week sometime, you know, pop in there. So I made an appointment for the following week, following Friday, you know, I went in, um, they did an ultrasound and, and still at that point, they said, you know, this doesn't look cancerous. This looks like, you know, probably a, a milk duct issue. Um, but then they went in to aspirate it and it didn't aspirate, which meant that they had to do a biopsy. Um, so at that well, point, they I was it, What we'll
0: yeah. know what that is. What yes, that of mean? course.
1: So it meant that if it had, if it had been something involving my milk duct, like a milk duct cyst, then going in, they would basically go in and try to, to drain it. And if any drainage fluid came out, right, that would be an indication. Uh, this is having to do with a, with a, with a cyst within your breast. If there was no drainage, which there wasn't, um, then it was an indicator that something else was wrong and we needed to do a biopsy. Um, and so they did. And, um, the following week I had actually then I had flown down to Mexico, which is where my client at the time I was, I was a consultant. My client at the time was in Monterey, Mexico. I had flown down for big important meetings. And as I was walking out to lunch with my client, I get a call and it turns out to be, um, the breast, the oncologist and you've got breast cancer. Um, and-
0: And you're walking with your client?
1: Walking with my client um, in Monterey, Mexico. And obviously I, I say- Six oh, and right. a half
0: months pregnant.
1: Six and a half months pregnant. And I said, all right, you guys go ahead. <laughs> um, immediately got on the phone with my husband, started, we both started sobbing got on the phone with my parents sobbing. They worked together because I was just a hot mess as you can imagine. And like
0: not just even hearing this information cuz I remember the day that I got the call that you know the doctor had taken something off of me and they called and um, the doctor said you know you've got melanoma and I'm just it was surreal it was like yeah. what what and exactly just and and I can't even imagine then being Six and a half months pregnant as well. You're like, I don't even know how you were able to at that moment even like do anything because it just it's so impactful those words.
1: I mean i I felt incapable, like I I have doing anything. I knew like I was like I have got to get home. Like I cannot be here. I cannot spend the night here in a hotel by myself tonight. Like I just. I will, I can't, I can't, I need to get home. I, and so my husband and and my my family kind of moved hell and high water because I was just incapable of the moment of getting me on kind of the, whatever flight needed to be done. I had to like transfer and all this kind of stuff to just get home. Um, And my husband who was working in Nashville also flew met me in the airport and we were in the Atlanta airport busiest airport of the world and just kind of found each other and hugged and just started sobbing. (laughs) Um, and it was, I mean, at that point it was, okay. You know, what, what are my options, right? What are the options for me? What are the options for my baby? Um, what's going to happen? How bad is it? What does this mean? Um, you know, am I going to, be able to be a mom to this boy, um, and yeah, and um, and so that's kind of how I found out and, and what was going on at the time, and um, we were able to kind of quickly get in. Um, you know, I have an amazing oncologist at Emory here in Atlanta um, at the Winship Cancer Center, um, and you know, quickly found out, created, quickly created a plan of action, which, I mean, just gave such relief. It was the, the not knowing, right? That those few days of not knowing what is our plan was, I mean, def, I mean, yes, the hardest days, I think, of my life, of my husband's life.
0: Thank um, oh goodness, it was a couple months before the whole lockdown. And-
1: yes, so he yes. Could there so he-, <laughs> he could be there, exactly. And, but so we were able to get a plan in place. Um, We found out that you can actually do chemo when you're pregnant, if you're past a certain point in the gestation, Um, which I mean, was a huge relief because it was, I mean, all that was going through my mind was I'm, I may be able to have this baby, but I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to be alive for this baby once Can I, I what stage uh, yeah. Was what so know. I was stage two, um, stage two C. So kind of right on the verge of three.
0: So had you not listened to your intuition and just, uh-huh. just, just wait, we'll wait, you know, the additional two and a half months, yeah. months until the baby delivers, where would you have been? Was it
1: fast moving, was it? It was fast moving. It was, um, so I was diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer, which is one of the more aggressive fast moving cancers. Um, So I have no doubt that we would have been in a very different scenario. I mean, I feel very lucky that I was only in stage two, Um, but if I had not really listened to my intuition and called them and said, get me in, right? I, there is no doubt in my mind that we would, we would be in a very different situation right now.
0: And this is why, you know, in in the book that I just wrote and what I teach, it's like intuition is this gift. Right. So many people think of it like, uh, you know, I think uh, I'm just not, I'm going to listen to what everyone else, the doctors, the this, the, that, that, you know, the employees, I'm going to go with this idea, but I know I have the sense, I have the feeling that it's not that way. Right. And thankfully you listened. Yeah. And you know, there's there's ways to tap into your intuition. There's ways to like leverage it. There's a way to grow it, yeah. harness it. I mean, it's just like thankfully that day in the park with your dog, yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, I feel it. I now know it. We are doing this. I'm going fast. It's not exactly. a milk truck. It's not
1: exactly. This is not. This we are, this is this is not an option. We need to figure this out. Um, but it did it took me a long time, right? To Listen to that, and um, I'm just very, very, very happy that I did.
0: So, you ended up going through chemo, yep. And how long did that process take did yes. you have to continue even after the baby was born? Yes. what, what? So, so you get, was it Rowan? Is that what you said? Yes, so yes,
1: Rowan, yes,
0: love mm-hmm. to Rowan, but Thank Rowan you. ends up being born totally healthy, baby,
1: healthy, beautiful yeah. baby. We um, so I ended up doing four big rounds of chemo before he was born. And then we induced him about four and a half weeks early so that we could accelerate me getting back into chemo. So he was born April 10th, 2020. So like pandemic is in full swing. I had just gone through four big rounds of chemo given birth. I mean, thank God he was, I mean, he was born healthy. He was a preemie, but he was born healthy and, and beautiful. And, um, And then I took a a break for two weeks and then went back into chemo for around, for about six more rounds of chemo. Um, And, you know, again, this is kind of when the pandemic is really starting to to boil up Um, and then ended up taking, kind of letting my body rest for about a month and then went in and had a double mastectomy and reconstruction
0: you were just like, no, I'm not messing around. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, nope, no, thank you. Let's get rid of these bad. Boys. Let's get rid of both of them.
1: Don't want to even have to worry about it. So, um, you know, that was, um, it was all, you know, said and done about, well, it, it dragged on because I had some complications and infections from the reconstruction surgery that took me into 2021. So, I mean, I would say, it would be you know, a full year, right, of of treatment and surgery and recovery and um, complications and um, and I think finally, kind of probably about this time last year is when I started to feel a little bit more like myself again. Feel kind of like okay, come back. Are you are know. so
0: strong. The fact <laughs> that you know, for so many of us, just having the baby is an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> You add a year, the first year (laughs) of Rowan's, you know, life and you're, you're trying to deal with all of that. Be the first time mom, be the, you know, wife, be in a pandemic. I am (laughs) okay, deep breath. Deep Deep breath. breath. And I, and I. Beautiful. You're so like, the the last time I talked to you, I was just, I was just so in awe with you have done and who you become through. Thank you. The relaunch. I mean, incredible.
1: Thank you. I mean, I, there is something that I decided very early on in the experience and I decided, I was like, there is absolutely no room for negative energy for me during this process. And I like, I can't engage in it and I can't have those around me engaging in it either. Now, that's not to say that I didn't have many moments of of pure grief, of of frustration, of anger. I mean, I would be in the shower by myself just sobbing and just telling myself, like, you are strong enough. You are strong enough. You are strong enough. You are strong enough. Like, you need to be there for Rowan. You need to be there for Rowan. You can do this. And You know, I, I, but I, I had to think positively because there was nothing. And I know that's like a super, you know, cliche thing. And you can't just tell someone think positively, but it was a very active choice that I made over and over and over and over again, because if I didn't, I would have gone, I think just down into a spiral. I don't think it, I, I honestly, I attribute, obviously, obviously I attribute all of the treatment to getting me healthy, but I also attribute my just stubborn persis- persistence in staying positive, um, to help also get me healthy as well and kind of help
0: me get through. So Kristen, what's, yeah interesting about what you said and I just want to highlight that because just last week I lost my dad
1: Oh, the day, I'm so sorry.
0: and then Thursday was the book launch and it was just oh my so, god it's like, <sighs> oh man.
1: seriously yeah
0: and I had to go deep into what I teach and my own philosophy on staying positive but yet give myself that moment of it's okay to be human yeah. Right. And we can't just be like Pollyanna, like, oh, everything is just so great. No, there were moments. And so what I did was, first off, I had five days before he passed to literally sit in a room with him on a couch. They had a little love seat yeah. and it looked right at the bed where he was oh. laying and he was facing us. Um, my beautiful stepmom and myself were in this room for hours upon hours. And so the tears flowed. Right. And I was able to really go deep. But then he passes, and there's this kind of notion that, all right, now he's gone. So now we can just get on with it. Like right. it's almost like, all right, you know, the surgery, your boobs are gone. Let's just like, now we can move forward. And it's like, wait a second, there's something so much deeper within. Right. And you have to be willing to give yourself the time to be sad, be mad, right? as you said, you know, have the grief. And that doesn't mean you're failing at, I know I'm supposed to be happy. That's what's going to help me recover. It's almost like acknowledging that it's okay to be where you are at that moment. Right. And then what I did, because I had to come to grips with, there are, like other people, there's, there's, you know, living, breathing other humans around me that are going through their own things. There are people that are counting on me to get onto the, you know, zoom event (laughs) and the launch party and people that were standing behind me that were there supporting me. And I had to be like, you know what? It's also okay to be in the happy moments as well. Yes.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I like could not have said it or explained it better. And it was
0: everyone. know it is. Okay. And it is normal. And sometimes I tell, you know, people, Hey, how long do you need? And it's kind of a funny question, right? Like how long? And they're like, well, like, an like time wise, you're asking me like, how much time do I need to be sad right now? And I'm like, exactly. Yeah. How much time do you want right now? Do you want an hour? Do you want two? Do you want five? Do you want a week? A month? How long do you want to really be engrossed in this? It doesn't mean that if you say, I want 30 minutes and then I want to pop out of it and go do something else. I want to go exercise and I, but give yourself right give yourself the block, give yeah. yourself that time, give yourself the ability to cry. Like you said, bawling.
1: Yeah. In the shower, in the bathroom and just releasing it and letting, I mean, I, there were, and the, you you know, right. And, and from what you went through, there's you don't have a choice. A lot of times, like there is that grief, that fear, that, oh, just it's, it'll hit you. And it is there and you don't have an option. And, but I love what you said of it's okay to be in the happy moments too. There are, they live together and it is, I mean, it is I think it's very hard, right, to recognize that they can live kind of interdependently and and together. And um, but I, you know, yeah. One minute i you're in the shower. So
0: good to do it. And mm-hmm. yeah, when that moment comes up and you're like, uh-oh, and a moment came up last night right before my husband and I went out to this big dinner, I got hit with it, and I said, I just need ten minutes. 10 minutes to just be present with what I'm feeling right now. I know I don't need a long time. I just need right. to be like, I'm acknowledging. Yep, yeah, I'm I'm here in this moment. I'm not trying to force it down. No. Force it down. Good God. Then it would have blown up. Yeah. I would have had to deal with it actually at the dinner table. <laughs> and he was wonderful. He's like, okay, take however long you need. And I said, thanks. I think it'll be, you know, 10 minutes. That's what I'm kind of saying. Like, Yeah might be longer. And, and it actually was shorter. It was really interesting. I just kind of like sat there and I, I thought about it and I'm sure you, you know, in the shower, you're like, okay, I got my like five, 10 minute, however long you're giving it. And it's exactly. Like, yeah. And there is that release. My God, how great is crying though?
1: I mean, Ooh. it's, and it's just, it's needed. It's absolutely needed. And no matter what you're going through. And, um, but what I didn't, I, what I didn't want to do is I, I didn't want to get I didn't want to get stuck there, you know? And, and so it was just, I love what you're saying in terms of like, just being present and being aware, right? Because creating that awareness of like, okay, I am sad. I am allowed to be sad. I'm allowed to grieve. I'm going to allow that to happen. And then I also have a choice and to be aware to say, okay, I uh, the sadness doesn't necessarily go away. The gr- the grieving doesn't necessarily go away.
0: Being scared.
1: Yeah, I'm scared.
0: You know, crap, when's this, you know, when's this going to happen again? Will it happen right. again? Can it happen again? I'm, I am you know, I'm now 20 years past and I'm like, you know, all of a sudden I'll feel something on my body. What's that?
1: <laughs> no, I mean exa- I mean I I had it happen last week where I made I had the same similar pain in my breast and I was just, I mean, so, so, so scared and paralyzed.
0: You're just paralyzed.
1: Paralyzed. And um, I mean, thankfully, I, I I called my oncologist and I was like, "Listen, we're not messing around. Going in, we're gonna get it checked out. I'm I'm absolutely fine." But um, but yeah, it's just, it's a it's all ups and downs.
0: <laughs> yeah, you are, this is such great advice for people. And it also, I'm gonna have to say it. Yes. You know, please, everybody out there as a woman, if you have a girlfriend or a wife, throw it out there and say, have you monthly checked your boobs? Mm, right? Absolutely. Yes. And, and let's go back to you know, get yourself in the shower, rub those suckers down, like really make sure you get super comfortable with your own body. And, you know, all the different lumps and bumps. And I'm one of those, like, you know, I got, I got, I got a small perky breasts. And so they're always like, you've got dense boobs. Yes. Yes. I, yes.
1: Like, oh, I did too.
0: Yeah. Dense boobs. I'm like, what the heck? Dense breasts. dense breasts. I'm like, okay, well, you know, just make sure. And last, um, last year I had a very scary situation when I was getting my mammogram. I was in there and the, the lady was doing, and she's like, oh, oh.
1: And which is not what you want to hear. By the way. I think
0: we're gonna have to take another picture. And she did. They took a whole bunch of other pictures and then she said, I'll be right back. She wasn't back for about 10 minutes.
1: Oh my God. As long
0: as (sighs) 10 minutes, she comes back in and she's like, We have to take a few more pictures. I'm like, Okay. Mm -hmm. She's a few more pictures and she's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta I'll be I'll be back this is not the one you want doing your, this is 15 minutes now. So it's now been 10, 15. All uh, these I'm fully sweating. I'm like, yes, Oh, of course God, happening. She comes back in and says, well, we found, you know, a dark image. We're going to have to, um, do some more pictures. And, and I, I just looked at her. I'm like, this seems really like, what are you doing when you leave the room?
1: Right. Like but I need so to that, be involved in that.
0: Yeah, I'm like, you're not sharing anything. She's like, well, come over and look at this," and. And I look, I'm like, I don't know what that is. And she's like, nor do we. So they took a lot more pictures, and finally she left again. No joke for 20 minutes. She comes back. Oh
1: no, Hillary.
0: She comes back in with the doctor. Oh. And the doctor says, okay, I just want to let you know, you are just fine. But the first image, we saw a shadow. We cannot, you know, replicate it again. You're totally fine. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, right. Like now, I'm not so sure. Are you (laughs) sure? Take some more pictures. Like, do what? No, we've done this. We're good. We're good we'll see you in a year. Oh, I walk out. I'm like physically just like,
1: no. And and it's like,
0: I call my husband. I'm like, I'm okay, but I got to tell you. And I said, I I'm super happy as I'm going through the hospital right now, but this is what I just went through. The whole thing took about an hour and a half. So I just got back about two weeks ago and they now have the super cool new machine that does an even better job oh, with our, yeah. our dense breasts yes and within like 10 minutes she's like you're fine go I'm like, oh
1: great oh my god
0: but you know hallelujah yes all oh. this I go to my skin doctor and he's yes. like you're fine you're yeah. good I'm like oh, oh there is it's- that moment that we just want to hear I know one of my best friends just um passed her um I think it's like a five-year mark yeah with her with um and she's she sent a note out to everyone and like I just got, or she no longer has to go to the uncomfortable. That's amazing. And so That's just, so beautiful. So you know what I wish for you right now? Yes. Is easy, easy. <laughs> thank sailing. you. And all of these, you never have another one of these, like, you know, hiccups and you're just you with your positive attitude, oh, you with your you. life, you with all of that. But we have one more small part. I really want, heck, yes. I'm wearing this outfit. <laughs> I need people to know you chose something very interesting, not only- Did you have this massive relaunch? You ended up deciding to change everything in your life. Everything. (laughs) So what happened? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, okay. During that time, I was in, when I was in treatment, when I was getting surgery, when I was a new mom, I was in bed a lot and you were just exhausted and you feel your worst. You don't look like you. And you are just, I mean, I, I was like this shadow of myself. And I think anybody who's gone through cancer and treatment or has been by the side of somebody who has, which is unfortunately so many of us, um, knows that it takes it out of you. And I was also just happened to, I was in this uniform of like men's oversized t-shirts and baggy sweatpants, and I I just, I looked at myself, I walked by the mirror one day and I was like, this is not you. And although like, I, I can't, I couldn't change physically what was happening to me at that moment. Um, but I was like, I just want to, I, I want to wear something that makes me feel alive. I want to make something wear something that makes me feel so chic and glamorous and put together, even though I'm going through this really dark place. and And I just had this idea and I said, I don't, why are people wearing like crazy 1960s, 70s caftans all the time? Like, that's what I want to wear right now. I want to be in something flowy and with gorgeous fabric and bright patterns, something that cheers me up when I put it on. And so I, I just joked around about the idea for a while, like a year. Um, and then I started to talk about it with people and, and women who are in my circle, friends, family, and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa we want that. That sounds amazing. Um, and so I happened to be back in the hospital cause I had some complications for my surgery. I was there for a week and I was so bored. I was literally so bored and this is going to sound crazy, but I, I Googled, how do you start a fashion line? And happened to come so up I I <laughs> and happened to come a bunch of resources and found a great incubator for sustainable startup, fashion startups and applied and they accepted me. And I said, oh crap, like I'm doing I'm this. Doing this. <laughs> I'm doing it. And, um, and so that was June of last year. Um, and I just launched Casa Danu, my brand that's focused on caftans and, and matching coordinated sets. Um, i launched yesterday and oh <laughs> wow. so
0: and it's so and you're wearing one.
1: I'm wearing one too. I'm wearing our pink our fuchsia hot pink. Um and
0: one that really belongs like on the cover of like palm springs.
1: Exactly. This is like, yeah, it, this is what I call like to call your like Opre Everything look, but like I just wear them around the house all the time. But like 5 p.m. sunset cocktails by the pool to go exactly. out for like for
0: those that are not watching us with YouTube, I've got like a royal blue. It's got Orange, it's got kind of fuchsia, white, cream. I mean, we're talking like literally. I should be on like I think it's called El Paseo in Palm yes. Desert, walking down, and I kind of envision having. I don't even drink martinis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I total martini vibe.
0: I'm like, come on. I told. I mean, I really feel it. I, I
1: that's okay, and that is what like I want women to feel. I was like, I don't think you don't have to go to, through cancer, right. To want to feel like beautiful and like enlivened and joyous and,
0: oh, and by the way, it has pockets. She, oh, it's got pockets
1: too. Cause we need pockets. And so, um, so yeah. And, and we launched yesterday and we had a great day and, um, I'm just, I'm so excited. And today I announced we're actually um, partnering with an amazing organization called the Breasties, um, which is, Um, an organization that helps create community for previvors, survivors, thrivers of breast cancer and gynecological cancers. Um, And 5% of all of of my sales are going to be going to the Breasties to help support them. And
0: And that is so (laughs) incredible. And you know what, I just looked at the time, I'm like, holy (laughs) moly, we just spent so much time. But where can people get one of these yes like, amazing caftans how can they get a hold of them how can they start to look like they belong on you know <laughs> the streets of you know palm, palm, springs, Delta, and and palm springs
1: and miami and miami Saint Barts. That
0: places that yeah the parts, all the places that we want to be exactly how can they get how can they get one of these
1: they can come to casadanu.com so that's c-a-s-a-d-a-n-u.com we're doing a pre-sale so that means that I'm um, We are kind of for the next two weeks or in the next few weeks, we're going to be selling kind of my first collection, and then we're going to go move into production. So that means that all the garments aren't going to be made until you actually order them. Um, They're not going to be dyed, printed. It's very much a made to order um, ethos. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited to get them into the world, get them on to to women and, and, and guys, if they like caftans and help to bring just some. Colorful and joy and positivity into the world wow. while feeling chic and fabulous.
0: I love it, Kristen. It's been so much fun. Thank you, Hillary. You on. <laughs> Again, you are such an inspiration, and I am so happy that I got to meet
1: you. No, and I so am glad. donning
0: one of your caftans. So, thank lovely. you, thank you, everyone. Until next time. Mm-hmm. Love now, love. Now, love now, you're making life happen. Take care. Take care. You've just heard another episode of the Relaunch Podcast. If something shared in this episode resonated with you, please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others to inspire them to take the small steps that lead to a life full of purpose and possibility. And remember, you can have immediate access to the show notes and any giveaways at the relaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next week, now is your time to relaunch your transition into a transformation.